0: Welcome to Corazon Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive Podcast. Today's guest is Miguel Johns. Miguel Johns is the founder and CEO of KingFit, a preventative health company. Miguel comes from a long family history of people with diabetes. Both his father and grandmother have diabetes, which inspired him to pursue an education in exercise science. He has experience as a nutritionist, personal trainer, sports performance coach and sales director for health services and has helped thousands of individuals live healthier lifestyles. Miguel started KingFit five years ago with the goal of helping millions of people with diabetes live healthier. Since its launch in 2015, KingFit has released two mobile applications, a content creation service and a content licensing services, all while working with other diabetes management companies. Through this process, Miguel has raised $1.2 million from investors in Wichita, Kansas. King Fit's newest product, Diabetes Care, has gained significant traction in Latin America and is now their focus moving forward. Through years of rapid iterations, testing, failing, and learning, he has now released a product that is delivering measurable value at scale. Good afternoon, Miguel. Glad to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, Brian. Appreciate you uh, being here today. This is awesome. I love these sort of things. Miguel, I know, I've know i known you for several years and you continue to inspire me, a young up-and-coming entrepreneur. Having all that you've done in your career, what inspires you?
1: Um, yeah, that's a great question. I, I'm very passionate about healthy lifestyle, um, healthy body, healthy mind, the complete picture. Just seeing the impact of poor health on my family, that really inspired me to lead that type of life. I also come from a very hardworking family who's come from immigrants um, who started with nothing and really paved the way for their children and grandchildren. And so I believe that's another part of it um, that's within me as well. Um, So the combination of having a passion for health as well as naturally wanting to work really, really hard, um, I think both of those are, are great inspirations for me.
0: Thanks for sharing that, and I did notice that about you. I know we met probably five years ago, and that's the first thing I saw out of you is you have a a can-do attitude, but you seem to just be really uh, a hard worker, and you have your mind set on things around life and your goals, and, and I can see based on the success you've had. So tell us a little bit about your preventative health business. How are you educating the world on diabetes care?
1: Yes, yeah, so... I come from a long family history of people with diabetes and that's my dad has it, grandma has it, lots of aunts, lots of uncles. Um, And so what inspired me, I was doing nutrition coaching, personal training, strength coaching and I was repeatedly educating my clients on kind of the same foundational principles. Once we left that foundational piece, then it got more individualized. But I recognized that there is this big foundational gap and understanding what it really means to live a healthy lifestyle and that can go back to to many factors i believe the main one is we just don't learn the foundational principles of health in schools and so people are kind of left out into the real world where marketing gets a hold of them and can kind of uh, sway their opinions down false paths and so i have seen that in combination with my family going through the experience of having diabetes being diagnosed as well as seeing complications and that, that disease progress from just diagnosis to medication to insulin. I seen those two areas as and had my background and started to combine and, and connect the dots. And so I figured if I could replicate the foundational process that I take clients through at scale, then we'd have a good starting point to help guide people through a individualized process. And so to do that, I really studied for a long time, successful educational platforms that were teaching topics that we would consider in traditional words, boring. So things like world history and mathematics and chemistry where the average person's not gonna spend their free time learning about chemistry. I wanted to understand how could you get somebody who's already got their attention being pulled in many different directions to take the extra time To educate themselves about something that's not attractive like diabetes. And so after studying these educational platforms, looking at their key principles, talking to the founders of those channels, that gave me the idea to build out the content that we have today, which are over 250 bite-sized educational videos, both in English and Spanish, about diabetes, um, all of the many aspects of diabetes, from medication to nutrition to to exercise, to stress management, to how to talk to your doctor, um, and make those as entertaining, as consumable, and as modern as possible so that we could get somebody to spend their free time participating in that process. And if we could educate them and show them that it's not as hard as they may think or that it's a lot more serious than they may believe at the time, that we could eventually get them and move them into action. And so that's what we're doing today. We've launched two mobile apps, both in the U.S. Our third platform is about to roll out in Mexico. Um, We've helped thousands of individuals, but this Mexico product is is the one that's really caught traction for us as of late.
0: Thanks for sharing that. It's amazing what we get involved with when we find a need or or have a passion for something that's that's awesome thank you Miguel since health and wellness is part of your mission vision business your values what can you share with us that you incorporate into your busy schedule every day
1: yeah so there's really I would say if I could break it down into just three basic principles principles for people um, the first one is, is eating less. So there's a trend going around right now, intermittent fasting, fasting, those types of things. That's been around for, for millennia, um, and it's always been known that if your body's digesting food, it's taking a lot of energy and causing a lot of stress. And so in the United States specifically, we've gotten so used to breakfast, snack, lunch, dinner, um, dessert, and in reality, we can operate and actually function at a high level with a lot less. So I always start people with, eat less food. If you can do intermittent fasting and kind of push breakfast back to the afternoon, then you're already going to be well ahead of the curve because all of the damage that's done on your body, now your body can go into its natural process of healing itself while you're not eating and digesting food. So that's number one. Uh, number two is just based on the research. Um, it's, I think they're called blue zones around the world. And what the Blue Zones show is that there's many different diets, quote unquote, that can work, ways of eating that can lead to long health, but the most important part um, to that equation is movement. And so these areas of the world where they don't have gyms, they don't have the 24-hour fitness, they don't have the uh, exercise balls as seats, but what they do have is a requirement to walk long distances to accomplish what they need to accomplish. And so... Although we have cars and Ubers and nice comfortable chairs, um, that's actually hurting us a lot. And so I'd say the number two factor, if you're gonna be able to eat less and start fasting, would be to start moving a lot more throughout the day in little ways. It doesn't have to be a new exercise program, but every 30 minutes to an hour, you should be getting up and walking around and just moving the body a lot more through its full range of motion. So those are my top two. And then the third one, if you are fortunate enough, um, I would say is to start spending some time in meditation. Um, the health of your mind is is where it all starts. If you don't have a a healthy mind, then you'll never con- you'll never stick to the exercise or the movement and the and the healthy eating. And so I know that for the last hundred two hundred years we haven't looked at the mind as much because we haven't had the capability to do so. But now science and brain scanning technology are really showing that. Spending time in a space where we don't have to think about all the things going on in our lives, um, as what's called meditation, um, can make a dramatic impact. And so those are my really three focus points. Um, I I always try to move throughout the day as much as possible. I always wait to eat until the late afternoon, um, giving my body plenty of time to save energy on digestion. And then I'm always spending at least five minutes um, trying to find some quiet space within myself um, to just stop all the, the inner chatter that comes with somebody who's busy and, and has a lot of things to do and is always thinking through those things. In our, in our common common American terms, I have a lot on my plate, uh, which just means my mind is full of many, many tasks. And giving yourself a break from that, um, from that consistent pressure is, is I, I believe, and the science shows, um, very beneficial.
0: Thanks for sharing. Uh, I know our readers would appreciate that insight, especially someone with your background and education on health and wellness. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So, so what's, what's your next big goal for KingFit then?
1: Yes. Yeah, so our, our, at KingFit, our newest product I mentioned is in Mexico called Diabetes Care Espanol. We've got a research study led by a Latin American expert, certified diabetes educator, nurse, dietitian called, uh, named Lorena Drago. And that research study will give us the um, outcomes data showing how we impact fasting glucose levels for our users um, and A1C. And so we are kicking that off in about a week. And so that's occupying most of my time and my focus right now. The reason being, as um, someone like yourself is probably well aware, for a startup like ours, it comes down to what is the return on investment for an employer, a health plan, um, and we need the outcomes data to be able to prove that return on investment. And so that's our major next step is is collecting that data from our users who are highly, highly engaged, um, publishing that research, and then turning that into a value proposition that we can take to the health plans. Um, so that's going to be our, our main focus, not only running the research study this month, but then taking that data and that information, packaging it together, and starting to approach health plans Throughout the rest of the year, so that hopefully by the end of 2020, our goal is to to have our first contract signed and ready to execute on.
0: That's awesome. Like I said, I've been watching your journey and progression over the last several years, and I'm excited to see um, you grow this thing. That's just that's just amazing, and you're helping a ton of people, which is that's that's the key part of it for me. So last thing, Miguel, I just we want to wrap up real quick here. What advice do you give emerging young entrepreneurs like yourself in this fast-paced world?
1: Yeah, um, great question. I would say that patience is, is by far the, the most important thing. Um, you've got to realize if you're going to get into the digital health space at least, um, patience is absolutely key because things take a long time. Products take a long time to develop. It's never going to be right on the first swing. I would say study as many successful um, startups as possible just so you can recognize that these the Instagrams and the Facebooks and the really popular um, startups that we look up to, they didn't get there overnight and they didn't just hit home runs. They were failing, failing, adjusting, pivoting, listening, learning, and eventually they stumbled on what would event, What would end up working out best for them? And I'm now able to recognize that in my experience as well. I mentioned we've released two mobile apps already in the U.S. Um, they did okay. The first one did badly. Um, the second one did um, the second the first one did bad. The second one did better. Um, and now our third time at bat, um, we're doing really well with this one. Um, but it's taken years. It's taken four years to get here. It's taken lots of testing, lots of patience, and lots of natural doubts and anxiety and stress that comes with that. So if you can understand that process, it makes it more manageable. And if you're not aware that that's the process, um, then I believe that um, you'll, you'll quit much earlier because it's, it's really a, a difficult thing to get through.
0: I think that's great advice. You know, we live in this world of instant gratification. And I think that if people could, to your point, could learn that... Patience is key, you know. That's that's where it needs to be, and it just takes some persistent and consistent effort. So thanks again, Miguel. I appreciate you uh, coming on today, and uh, folks can find you on our website at Coruscant.com, and this podcast will be posted here shortly. But I just want to thank you again for being on the show, Miguel. It was a pleasure having you today, and I look forward to speaking yeah. with you soon. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. You bet.